The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Who are you? I am Brett Ridge. Are you Hawkeye 2 or Hawkeye 1? I am at Hawkeye Huddle 2. I'm at Hawkeye Huddle. That is correct. Best way to interact with us during the show because we don't take callers. Because we find that boring, and when you don't call, it's dead air. It's not necessarily boring. What it is is if nobody calls, it looks really, really bad. And then sometimes the people who do call, we get frustrated with, it's just not all that interesting. And then and sometimes you get a great call, and then you're like, well, that's exactly why you do that. But it's few and far between, so we got to be careful, right? And plus, you and I, we get 40 minutes a week. Everybody else who takes calls, they have three hours a day. Right? Exactly. We get 40 minutes a week. And, well, actually, in the next five days, we're going to get two shows in because we're going to be, I think we're going to be here 6 o'clock on the 30th, on Monday night, the 30th, uh, to avoid uh, New Year's Eve. And, of course, this week, we're here at the 26th, uh, Thursday, away from our normal Tuesday uh, because of Christmas Eve just a couple of days ago. And uh, so we're, we're getting you set for the Hawkeye. Uh, excuse me. We're getting you set for the Hawkeyes and USC in the Holiday Bowl, which is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Kicks off about 24 hours after we get off the air here tonight. And, of course, uh, if you're missing any portion of today's program, you can uh, check us out at thehawkeyehuddle.com tomorrow morning. Sorry for those of you who Mm. have the auto download on Wednesday. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, well, hopefully it'll show up, and then yeah, they get it. Work. They get it on Friday morning. We listen to a pregame. Understand it's Taco Thursday. Here Taco Thursday. At, one for uh, six, G-Mix. two for nine. Pork and or beef tacos, and they're hearty, is the way I understand it. They're That's delicious, what says, right? They're hearty. Uh, they're big, super delicious. So, uh, so good, good stuff. Check, come on down here, G Migs. Check it out tonight, um, Thursday night. Getting ready for Iowa tomorrow night. FS One. Gus Johnson on the call, I believe. Which Gus be Johnson. I believe so. So that'll be really good. And the Hawks uh, taking on USC. Iowa, of course, number 16. USC rated the 24th. Is that right? Two-point favorite the Hawks are. I don't know. Yeah, they probably are rated. So No, I think they're 24th or 25th. This has been an uneventful knock on whatever. What are right? you doing? It's been a relatively uneventful bowl prep. It's been kind of fun. The, the the players and the coaches have had a good amount of fun. They've, uh, I can they've assure you, if you if you were in San Diego, you would have had the best time. SeaWorld, oh, oh. the zoo. Oh, I love San Diego. I the Teddy Roosevelt. I love San Diego. Yes. I, um, Who no, are I, those people Balboa on the radio, Park? she asks. <laughs> they're, oh, they're right over here. Where are the Hawkeye Huddle? Right, oh, they're right over here. <laughs> they're turning around. They're right over here. Um, yeah, I would. I would love to be there. I would. The, the date was really the problem. You know, I spent the last couple, well, the last five or six days traveling all over the Midwest for Christmas with my family, and they're you know, you know it's folks a, are at the same age, at the age where you just don't want to just skip those things, right? You know, well, so. and, and and going to San Diego to get there on a Friday when you don't have all of the vacation in the history of man that you wish you had, which I used to have, right? Yeah, and yeah. and so then it's like, ah, oh, jeez, that's yep. okay. Yep. So, and it should be noted that the when the Hawks were in the Rose Bowl, I actually stayed in San Diego. Yes. San Diego, which I believe is German for something. <laughs> for the meaning of the waters? No, that's... No, no. That's Miliwake. Oh, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> now, you know, in fact, and, and when the Hawks played USC in the Orange Bowl the last time uh, the Hawks played USC, you went the wrong way and went I to LA. I did. No, I had already purchased tickets for the Rose Bowl I because you gambled. I did. I gambled and lost, and then I used those tickets to go to Arizona. Oh, it's Arizona. Uh, okay. That's where I ended up going because uh, trying to transfer America West at the time. To, to go to Miami was not not a, not a deal, <laughs> not something that could be done. So, nevertheless, uh, we'll be at home. We'll be watching. I will tell you this: if you are in the uh, Valley Junction West of Moyne area, you need to get down to G Mixer. We have giveaways throughout the game, first half, second half. Uh, some food special. Bruce didn't tell us exactly what that was. It doesn't matter. It'd be great. Time, he, he a great didn't show. The giveaways. I think the giveaways are important. And like giveaways I said, are important. You need to have those at your house because I don't think I'm coming if I have to. If I have to give up the giveaways, well, I don't know what your house. I, I got a UV. to bring your own too. So I, I'm, I'm, I have a. Oh, shut up. Own. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's the good news. You can actually bring bottles since we're not going to be out by the pool. Oh, that's true. You won't so you make can, me you, turn you, my dark beer bottles in. And that's right. In you can. You can. You can do whatever. Okay. But it, I, we're okay. certainly looking forward to the uh, game tomorrow night. Like you said, I It is a Friday night. We don't have to go to bed after it's done. No, no. And then, you know, we can wake up with the uh, rest of the Minions and uh, drink a Bloody Mary and watch Iowa State on Saturday morning. And then then I get in the car after that and go to Minneapolis, and Andrew and I... Oh, so you're going to be driving... We still have to go watch the Vikings-Bears, even though it's a meaningless game now. It's not meaningless. The Bears are playing. Okay, thank you. Good, very good. And I think that's the way I'm going to have to look at it. Uh, after the Vikings just basically crapped their pants on, on Monday night. Well, and trust me, that cost me and Wayne and a few others. <laughs> cost me a little bit of other, Cost me here. Probably cost you there. Yeah, there. Yeah, That's absolutely. right. But anyway, so yes. So uh, now, take a look at this game. SC comes into this. They've won five out of six. Uh, you look at their at their roster. Five stars, literally five star players up and down their roster from the last few years. This year, Clay Helton had a bit of a lame duck year. You know, they were trying to get him to – they thought that he would be fired earlier, but he got one five out of six. But they finished like 70th or somewhere in the 60s or 70 for the recruiting the year this year. The fans out there are not happy with him, but he has a ton of talent on the, the squad. So this game has nothing to do with the fact that he couldn't recruit coming into this year. Well, and, and here's the thing. I mean, USC had some tough luck. What, I think one of their quarterbacks either quit – or wanted to be redshirted. Somebody got hurt. Then another. So this is either the third or fourth Slovis string. Number three. He's a third stringer, but third, true, a true freshman. Was it 3,200 yards and twenty eight touchdown? Twenty eight touchdowns in nine games. Well, nine and they've and got two games. great receivers. Yeah. And and I'm going to tell you this. And I I've heard this throughout the uh, bowl prep. Iowa has to face a team with these kinds of receivers. And I'm going to say, wait a second. I watched Minnesota play. Yep, you and I, you and I sat there going, and I thought, "Wow, Minnesota's both, really good." Both of yeah, those Minnesota yeah, receivers yeah. are extraordinarily yep. good. Who had a quarterback that was coming into the game at about a seventy-five or eighty percent completion clip, and it, Iowa held them to 17, 19 points, whatever it was, um, and allowed them to make a few catches, put enough pressure on the quarterback to cause some incompletions that were unusual for Minnesota going into that game. And uh, 
you know, were able to control that passing game. I think so. I think <clears throat> that's, that's, the game, com- that's the game I'm looking yeah, at as so, a yes. So that's my correlative game. I, I I totally agree, and you and I have not talked about this, but I was looking at this and going, okay, this kid is like Tanner Morgan, right? He's he's on the money most of the time. He can throw a deep ball. He can throw a short ball. He's prone every once in a while to make a, to make a throw that isn't great, but but he's very very solid. They've got solid, very, very good receivers. I thought Minnesota, that was, to me, when they played Iowa, at least, that was the highlight of their team. I So I think on on the defensive side of the football, Iowa has a formula for defeating that, right? Now, it depends on how SC approaches this. If SC approaches this, like Georgia Tech approached this when they came and played Iowa, we're not going to do anything different than we do the rest of the year, eh, maybe Iowa has a chance. Then it comes down to some big plays and penalties probably, right? Can they can they throw deep on Iowa eight times and complete four of them? And if they complete four of them instead of two of them, maybe they win the game. So right? guys like Jack Kerner and Geno Stone are going to have to have uh, big big games in this as well as obviously the corners. Uh, oh, Michael Jamudia and Matt Hankins, uh, to me, I, Dane, presumably. To me, Dane Belton, uh, if Iowa has to go to an, into a cash situation. Which with I believe they, they'll yeah, be yeah. in. I think that that'll be a that'll be a big spot. I, you're right. I, so I think the defensive backs on the one side of the ball, to me, I'm not. You know, I, USC has not tried to run the football a ton this year. They have they've had their running backs are hurt. They haven't really had that much luck on the offensive line. Now the other side of the ball, what really scares me about this game is not that. I think Iowa's defense has figured out how to play that. If if they get beat because of SC's offense, that's one thing. But don't what we I'm trust about, Phil Parker? Yeah, I, exactly. I do. So. My worry in this game comes down to the fact that they have two, uh, as I understand it, NFL-caliber defensive tackles. Okay. Well, where has Iowa been susceptible to real problems the on guards. the offense? Right, and they come up the middle. And the other thing is, is every time we go to the Rose Bowl, which is out on the West Coast, coincidentally, they have figured out the fact that Iowa tips where they're going by where they put the dog on fullback or the extra back in the backfield, and they just run their linebackers up the middle on the opposite side. If, if SC does that, I think Iowa has a, has a little bit of a problem. They're going to have to roll Nate Stanley out. They're going to have to do some things that they don't like to do. We'll see. USC may just come in and say, oh, we're just going to play straight up the way we normally we're do. We're going to outman them. Right, we're going to outman them. Please do that. Please just decide you're going to outman Iowa and not scheme for Iowa because clearly the teams that beat Iowa this year schemed for Iowa. Well, the Michigan te- clearly was, right? It, 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 they had figured out we're going here and here up and certainly Wisconsin as well. Well, I don't think. No, I don't believe Wisconsin did. Wisconsin runs what Wisconsin runs. Iowa runs uh, what Iowa runs. And had Nate Stanley actually got into the end zone on the on the two point conversion, I think there's a fair chance Iowa may have won that game in overtime. I, I agree. We 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 so, are in agreement on the fact that Iowa and, came and, down to an official standing in the way and, of a block. Well, in, in terms of that game and and. And you have to remember, there are certain things nobody can muddy up a game better than the Iowa Hawkeyes. Tell me another football team in the country that can turn your blazing fast offense into nothing and all of a sudden it's 20-17 to 17 late in the fourth quarter. This is why, so I'll go back again. And I love Troll in Nebraska, you know. Did you see the, the tweet with that the that uh, the Troll, that the, uh, Hawkeye Book and Supply, they had Nebraska Bull shirts, uh, and it was no, out on the sidewalk, Nebraska uh, Bull shirts. They're just blank white T-shirts. Oh, they weren't, they, they weren't just selling toilets? No, they were selling, just, they, just sell, they had that, but they also had plain white T-shirts. 
But I go back again. Here's a guy, Scott Frost, who, by the way, as long as he wants to stay there, I feel pretty good about that. So stay there because I think Iowa will have a leg up many, many, many years on them. And one of the reasons, they threw behind the line against Iowa 11 times for positive two yards. You you mean wide receiver? Wide receiver screen, swinging it to the back, right. whatever, whatever you're trying to do. And that's because Geno Stone <clears throat> is incredibly good at stopping those plays, as well as the Hankin, cash. Hankin and, Hankins and Ojemudi are very good tacklers. Hankins plays because he's a good tackler. I'm not convinced he's the greatest pass defender of all time. But I think he's he's better than than the the alternative, the younger guys in terms of tackling. I think Ojemudia has become a terrific tackler over the last three years. Since I he, think you he's going to get a chance to play in the I, National I, Football League I because he can tackle. I do too, and we know Geno Stone can tackle. I think the tackling Caroline has been can tackle. Yeah, uh, but blocking and tackling is all part of the game, right? But I think that's that's really it. And so uh, there are those those situations where if teams want to do stuff like that, and they just keep saying, "This is what we do," okay, fine. I'm pretty sure I was seeing that on tape, and you're not going to fool them, right? You better come in with a little something different. Well, you know, and, and here the big deal, of course, is can Iowa stop the deep ball uh, with USC's big-time receivers who are very quick, very fast, uh, very highly recruited, will be going deep uh, very often throughout their life. <laughs> and... Oh. <laughs> and uh, can Iowa stop that? Are we are on, we doing a are we, are we doing a okay just okay commercial or you know, yeah yeah you know how are we on the huddle name? Yeah, we were okay. Uh, we're okay, just okay. But nevertheless, I mean, I think to me that's the big deal. If I'm going to stop USC's offense, then I believe Iowa's got a really really good chance of winning this football game. And here's the other part: one never knows if our running game will ever be there. <clears throat> And right. if right. Iowa yep. is able to, Utah was able to, Oregon was able to, there have been teams that have been able to run on USC this season. And it, can Iowa get any established running game going? And I know it's perplexing to all of us who are big Hawkeye fans. Is How come we can't run like we used to? And here's the deal. If... I was able to do that. Then I believe for certain the Hawks are going to have a chance, a and real good chance. To that win this goes back game. to our discussion in the middle of the year when you're like, are you sick of Kirk Ferentz? No, I'm sick of certain things he does offensively, the way he wants to scheme. And one of them is I believe he minimizes his offensive line talent these days. And that's a whole – we can do that on a, on a, a cast-off <laughs> show in the middle of February, right? We'll come back. We're going to talk some Hawkeye basketball. We have avoided. We do all have Tom at. Uh, oh, in, we do. Okay, five minutes from San Diego as well. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. We come back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred. The champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on seventeen hundred. The champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. We are at G Migs as usual in West Des Moines Valley Junction down here in West Des Moines. Taco Thursday, a couple of tacos for nine bucks, just one for six if you want just one. But, I mean, why would you? I mean, it's the holiday season. Have two. Listen, if you are not man enough to handle two, <laughs> either way, come on down, join us. We're uh, we're here uh, having a little talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes, as well as uh, a couple of adult beverages and uh, libations. And the weather has not been bad here. I have to admit, and I heard that the weather has not been. 
perfect in San Diego. But Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com probably still feels that he's in a better situation right now than we are. Good afternoon, Tom. I'm looking at palm trees. Well, that's a good yeah, point. That's yeah. a, uh, no, but we do have... At, I'm looking at... Uh, Looking at the Pacific Ocean or San Diego Bay or something here. So, well, that's yeah, part of the Pacific Ocean. I'm, I'm going to give that to you. We're currently looking yeah. outside at Valley Junction with the lights on the trees down the street. <laughs> not so you, so you not palms. Your, you got yourself a good hotel room, Tom. Yeah, um, the Media Hotel is the Omni, which is down right by the gas lamp district, which I. Yep. Will be uh, overwhelmed by Iowa fans tonight uh, for sure, and uh, actually got in yesterday um, um, early evening and went for a walk with my photographer. We ran into the whole Epinesa clan down uh, having some ice cream at uh, Gear Deli's uh, down the street. So, did the Epinesa clan bring everyone from Samoa? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's wild that they, you know, they they have their immediate family, which is, uh, you know, his two brothers. Um, I think his sister was with them, but Epi and his and his wife, and then and AJ was with them, and another friend of theirs. Um, but they've got like uh, the Tafuli kid, who's their D tackle, who's really really good, is uh, is um, Epi's cousin's son. So uh, you know, they they have you know a bunch of the the Polynesian guys that are on the on the USC team. And they've got a lot of Polynesian guys on the team are all somehow related. I, I, I teased that last re- night. I said I said I think you're related to everyone. It's small town Iowa, only in I'm, Samoa. I'm from Samoa, yeah. And Epi's sister lives in the Los Angeles area, so they're all coming down. So yeah, he's going to have. Uh, you needed uh, AJ needed a lot of tickets for this game. Um, speaking of tickets, Tom, how many did Iowa sell? I th- thought I saw that they were nearing the end of their university allotment. What do you What do you think? Were, uh, how many How many black and gold clan uh, bumblebees are going to show up tomorrow night? I, I think there might be more Iowa fans than uh, USC fans in the stands tomorrow night. So. Wow. Yeah, the last time I heard, I just don't think USC fans are all that interested. I mean, I ran into some today, but they're so bitter at Clay Helton being the head coach that they're just not showing up, I don't think. That's kind of the feeling I've gotten, um, that they're just not that interested in in this game, even though it's, you know, a short drive. Well, I shouldn't say short. It's a, uh, you know, driving down is not easy uh, with traffic and everything between San Diego and L.A., but, um, you know, I just don't expect a lot of USC fans in the stands. So, Tom, I saw uh, today on the Twitter that the uh, Holiday Bowl has decided to open the parking lots early. That's a good idea. Like noon, <laughs> which, yeah, well, is un- yeah. which is unusual for uh, the Holiday Bowl. And uh, yeah. and I thought, I think that is extraordinarily good planning on their part, <laughs> because yeah. the, the Hawkeye fans are going to be there. They're going to be there, and they're going to be ready to get their drink on, I think. That I don't think there's yeah. any question about that. in and out Burger at uh, 10? <laughs> get to the yeah. ballpark at noon? You, 
you, you kind of know part of my agenda. Obviously, will not be drinking, but right. uh, maybe maybe partaking in an In-N-Out burger for lunch tomorrow. And why maybe wouldn't in you? The, in the works. Uh, yeah, it can for, get for it, you'll get it in and out before the game. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. I'm up. That's Ridge with some so, uh, hilariousness. Hilarity. So I, I saw that it may have been raining the last couple of days, Tom, and they, I, they still have natural grass uh, at that stadium, right? So is that anything to worry about at all, a little slipping and sliding, or has it been sunny enough the last uh, 24 hours and we're looking at that being okay? They've had the field covered, so it, it should be fine. Okay. Um, there shouldn't be any issues there. They've, they've had it... Uh, you know, it's it's uh, completely covered, so um, there there shouldn't be any issues with uh, the field. Now, hopefully, they have the right cleats because last time they played in Southern California, there was a little slip sliding in the uh, Rose Bowl. So uh, they're going to need to uh, have the, have the right cleats to, to go in, on that field. But I, I think they'll be fine. I think everybody will be ready to go. Yes, we were all wit- we were both witnesses to that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, what's interesting is that the Rose Bowl is claimed to be like the best uh, playing field in all of America on an annual basis. And the Hawks certainly look like they were playing at the uh, Wells Fargo Arena against the uh, Iowa Iowa Wild Wild, that night, at least early on. But uh, the the, the thing the thing that, uh, you know, I think Christian McCaffrey had something to do with Iowa looking like they were playing on skates. He yeah. might have it. Just this, just in, he is really, really good. Turned out, turned football out, it player. Wasn't, it wasn't, turned out he wasn't a flash in the pan, was right. it? No. No. Right, yeah. Turned out he was not good. bad at all. Yeah. yeah, no question. So, Tom, before we get to your analysis of the game, I want to talk. I want to go back in time real fast to uh, I think it was, was it last Friday night, the Iowa Cincinnati game. Did you get a? Were you over there in Chicago to watch the game? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Saturday. Yeah, I was there. Okay, for the game. sorry. All right, so give us the quick breakdown. To me, I thought the Hawks played a really good game for about 34 minutes, and there was a six-minute stretch in the second half when I thought, where's Jordan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they missed him. Um, yeah, and it's it's kind of twofold because he's another ball handler that's steady, that has a high assist-to-turnover ratio. Um, so that means that he's not making mistakes with the ball. And the other thing is, and we saw it, they missed some foul shots, and um, teams uh, don't want to foul Jordan Bohannon because that's essentially giving Iowa two points. So right. It's, it's kind of twofold, and you saw that kind of show up, and Joe Toussaint really struggled in the game. I, I think he'll be fine. I think it was just a... One of those things where he's starting for the first time, and it's United Center. It's kind of a big thing, and um, and maybe the moment got the best of them. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, when they play Kennesaw State on Sunday, that he just comes out and plays really, really well and under control, and kind of gets himself uh, righted a little bit. But until that, Bukari Evelyn just stepped in there and, and played a terrific game, and they needed him to play terrific uh, in, in order to win. And the other thing is, with this team, and you guys know this because you saw the McCaffrey era, there have been quite a few times where teams have made the run, and I would just kind of recover from it. They fold. I, you know, I hate saying fold it, but they just, they just let the moment get past them, and, and the other team beats them. 
this team has had a couple of instances this year where they've had teams make a run at them, get close, maybe even take a lead. And this team has fought back and responded and won those games. And and to me, this team is one of the tougher mental teams uh, from the mental perspective of the McCaffrey era. They just have a, a real great toughness to them. And I think Fran's doing maybe his best coaching job with the team that kind of a lot of different parts, new faces, a lot of injuries, and and here they are, and they're probably going to you know, turn to the new year sitting at 10-3, and three, probably ranked. And who would have thought that that team now, at the Palestra yeah. would be between two ranked teams? Right. And that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, no question about that. And, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is, is not only the toughness that the team is showing, but do you think that the shortened bench is actually helping Fran? I, I think he coaches better when he doesn't have to dip into that bench as much and worry about playing time for other guys and worrying about their feelings and keeping guys happy. I, I think he likes, you know, he feels like those guys earned the minutes and that they should be playing. So he plays them with a short bench. He's just going to play his guys. And, the big thing for Iowa is they're not going to be able to afford a lot of foul trouble this year, especially from uh, the big men. The you big know, they guys, can't right. Afford to get, can't afford to get Luca or Kreener with two fouls early in the first half uh, because then that kind of takes away your options and you got to play differently, maybe play a little more passive in the middle and, uh, and, and give access to the rim too much. So. I think that's going to be really important. But you're going to see a lot of teams attacking Luca from now on. You saw it in the Cincinnati game where they were double and triple teaming him when he would get feeds into the post. Uh, and, you know, to Iowa's credit, uh, Bakari and um, you know, Joe Wieskamp and C.J. Frederick, who's been, you know, the the nicest surprise of the year, uh, I, I think, overall so far this season, they've knocked down shots. And if they knock down shots, they can't double Luca. It's not going to happen. Well, and the other thing the other night, you know, Luca used his body, walled off two guys in, and, and Evelyn went to the hole and, and had a nice lay-in at a very important time, whereas in the past that's got to be, a, you know, it's going to be a jump shot out of, of whoever uh, on the Iowa team was, was going to take that. And, I, I, you know, I thought, and I had an argument on Twitter, imagine that. I was complimenting Fran. I, I agree. I think the short bench helps him a little bit. But at the same time, I thought he—I was thinking he was doing a really good job. I was during the game thinking, well, why did he give Joe such a quick hook? You know, isn't that going to be bad for him mentally? And I know he's playing terrible. But then afterwards, I started—you start evaluating. And you're going, you know what? He had the right guys in the game at the right time. It's a close game. You had to do it right. Joe so, was falling all, right, all over the floor. You right, had to get him out. Right. Of there. I mean, I went back was, and, and corrected myself. I, I I thought he had the right guys playing, and he, and he, he mixed those guards just right. I thought. Yeah, the Joe thing, and I got a lot of blowback on Twitter from people who were like, "Ah, oh, Fran's being too hard on him. Trying to Fran this, Fran that," and I'm like, Joe had two fouls. He's good. Well, That's the yeah. kind of standard operating procedure for Fran is that you're going to sit if you have two fouls. And then he picked up a third one right away. I mean, within seconds, he had the third foul, and then we didn't see him again. And that's how you, ha- you know, that's just how he coaches. And it's not Joe and, oh, you're going to destroy his confidence. Tell you what, when I was in the hallway, uh, we were talking to Bakari, and 
the the guy hooping and hollering the loudest for Bakari was Joe Toussaint. Yeah, that's you know, good yep. to hear. He, yeah. His confidence was not shattered. Trust me, he's not. He's not. I don't. Uh, a I just don't think. He, yeah, he doesn't yeah, I, look I, like the type of kid that's going to have his confidence. I don't. Shattered, I don't think he? he's got a confidence-shattering yeah. sort of mindset. No, I don't either. Last thing on basketball, Tom. I, you know, we we're. It seems like sort of a relief. Iowa has run a gauntlet of a ridiculously different, difficult schedule. They get Kennesaw on except uh, for Trent Connor. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get Kennesaw on Sunday. So that's an easy one. They'll go into the rest of the Big Ten season at ten and three. We probably, certainly after the DePaul game, would never have expected this, but ten and three would have been uh, a, a good mark. But now you look ahead, and actually, um, the first—I think it's f- uh, four out of the first six—are against ranked teams. Once we start January, I mean, it gets—it's not going to really get easier. But at the same time, I think they can look back and see what they've had for success and feel like they have. Like they have what it takes to win anywhere they go right now, and that confidence goes along with that mental toughness you were talking about. It may flip the script on what we've seen the last couple of years where the team has faded down the stretch, and I'm really hoping to see I, I'm hoping to see that just a little bit of modicum of success through January is going to get them success in February and March. I just I believe that it's there. I'll tell you this. Look at the the Ken Palm projections. Ken Palm right. KenPalm.com does a great job of you know analyzing college basketball and has the list for every team. And um, he has Iowa winning like seven of their next or six of their next seven of the next eight, something like that. Uh, and you know, holy cow! If that happens, like, they'll be the top ten. <laughs> they might, getting, they like, might. getting to be like sixteen and. Four, I think, at the twenty-game mark. So. That'd be that would be incredible, and none of us would have seen that coming. No. So, Tom, real fast, yeah. uh, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night in the football game? Hate to change gears so fast on you there. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, yeah, I, I, a couple of keys for tomorrow to watch. Iowa has had success against teams that run this kind of air raidish offense. That's it's, it's kind of tailor made for bend but don't break. Um, and a young quarterback, they, they've had success in that area too. However, they have not faced uh, wide receivers with the, the speed, the quickness, and the athleticism of USC, at least in terms of 40. You know, Minnesota has a couple of good receivers. Ohio State, or, or uh, Southern Cal's got four of those guys. So it's, it's just a, a bigger challenge for them. I think from that, I, I think that's going to maybe decide the game. If Iowa can, can handle those guys that, that play like that, then I, I think they're going to win. Uh, if they struggle, it could get ugly. Uh, I also think Iowa's going to have to run the ball. They're just going to have the best way to keep a, an offense that can score points on, um, off the scoreboard is keep them off the field. And uh, USC's really tough to run against up the middle, but there there is some vulnerability for them on the outside. So look for you know Tyler Goodson to probably play a really prominent role uh, tomorrow night uh, here in San Diego. All right, Tom, thanks so much for uh, joining us out there on the uh, West Coast. Appreciate your uh, contribution. Sorry about last week; that was a technical issue, not my ideal, and not ideal. Nope. But uh, nevertheless, go Hawks, and uh, we'll we might try and catch up with you on Monday next week if that works for you. Yeah, I'll make time for you guys as always. Uh, you're the best, Tom. All right, thanks, Tom. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com.
uh, from a better viewpoint than our hey, current viewpoint. Make sure oh, well, we're, well, we've got to uh, no. When they get, he's got a better viewpoint. He's got a he's got a better one. But make sure you go to his website and check out the the uh, articles and things. If you're not a member of Hawkeye Report, sign up. For goodness, goodness sakes, it's like a hundred bucks. Or I was he had a Christmas special the other day, and he was like, "If you're looking for last minute stockings, sir, it's eight bucks, eight ninety nine a month, right?" And in, I'm in, like, "Yes, this is worth it." I, retweet, I retweeted two or three times, "Hey, this is worth money, you know? This is worth the cash." You know, pay, so. pay the annual fee is ninety nine, right? Uh, it's it's less, right? There you go. Anyway, all right, welcome back. Get you some final thoughts on uh, the Hawkeye Bowl game and the Holiday Bowl against SC. That comes back. When we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. I don't want to kill everybody else here on 1700, the, the champ, but I don't think anybody's as funny as we are. And, and that's just us saying that we're funny to each other. <laughs> I don't even know Dude, we've been funny to one another. For 25 years. <laughs> Let's see. 17 on the air, 25, 16 and a so, half. So, Trey will be 23. He was born in 97. Well, the easy way is I just told you I bought a new house and I'm moving. Do you know when I moved into the current house, which yours was being built at the time? October 1st, 1996. Yes. So, it's been 23 years. Am I right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I moved in o- close. I moved in October 18th, 1996. We moved in a month later. Yes. Your your home was just being finished. I couldn't quite figure out what the shape was. You have a different. You had a different. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, there's only that. one house like that in all of Des Moines. Right. Uh, anyway, so we've been we've been killing each other for 25 years or 23 years, and <laughs> just happened to do it 16 years on the radio. You know what's so. funny, people out there? Uh, Rich has drank more of my beer than I have. That's <laughs> not true. But, but I've had a lot of Miller Lite. That's true. <laughs> there's there's fair, there's a fair assessment there. I want to make sure we thank our sponsors. Obviously, GMEG's down here. Great host to us every, every week. Uh, tonight's Thursday. It's Taco, Taco Thursday. We're normally here on Tuesday for steak night. And when we're here next Monday, it'll be uh, burger night. Burger night. Yeah. So, oh, build your own burgers. Fabulous. Build your own burgers. Fabulous. Spectacular. It's like yeah. $9 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Kozlowski Law, of course. And we will be getting to our... Foundry Distillery. Last call very soon. As I look at the uh, bar clock on the wall, I think we got about 11 minutes. We're going to try to do some sort of a remote over there in the near future. Soon. Right. We were thinking next week that isn't going to work, so we will let you know in advance. Appetizers, things like that. Things that we want you all to come to. Right. And we're going to bribe our friends so that there will at least be a minor crowd. There will be a crowd. And our wives. Our wives. Well, that... (laughs) They bring a crowd in themselves. They do. And they make plenty of noise, as we heard a couple weeks ago when they were sitting. There's no question about it. No question about it. Um, Okay, so the last couple, we were talking a little bit of basketball there. We should mention the Iowa women did beat... Oh, good Lord... That's, right. a, that's a that's a big win. It for was them. a big win. That's a big win for them. Remember, I was in a rebuilding year, and when I say rebuilding, they've got like two seniors, and everybody else is underclassmen, and they are now, I believe, nine and two on. But their, here's the they upside: they're very they're, well. Their seniors are are both guards. Yes, and that's obviously huge. Is you it knock Katie down Katie O'Doyle, Molly McGrath. I don't think so. Make a path for Coach McGrath. <laughs> I don't think it's her. Anyway, it's two senior guards for the Hawkeye women. Don't. 
at me at Twitter. In fact, do at me at Twitter. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong yeah, to, about who those Hawkeye guards tell are. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell Re- me where regardless, I'm wrong. I mean they beat Iowa State. They beat Drake. I mean they're having a fantastic season. Bluters bunch once again doing it inside and out. Inside and out. Absolutely. But the, the the Drake win was nice. They they're headed now into the Big Ten season. We'll see how this goes. But they've they've done very well. Maybe exceeded expectations a little bit. They, I'm not even sure how they're not ranked at this point based on some of the couple of victories they've had. The wrestling team, it is time for the Midlands. Finally, the 29th, uh, that's, that's this weekend. They will uh, be over in Evanston, Illinois. I'm, go- I'm going to Minneapolis. Doggone. Do you know say, that Spencer Lee is the only? And uh, he had a big week. Listen fought, to me. Right? He's yeah. the only top-seeded wrestler in the NCAA who's actually wrestling for his team this year, not taking a red shirt to try for the Olympics. His goal is to be an NCAA champion and Olympic champion in the same year. Do you know how hard that is to do? It is, and wouldn't it be so sweet? I mean, wouldn't it be? As, hey, an, Iowa be fan, as an Iowa fan, wouldn't we? <laughs> as an Iowa fan, we, we as an Iowa fan, I'm going to be watching the, the the Olympic wrestling for sure. Well, right? duh. Yeah, a bit, but it would be it'll be amazing. And he's uh, he's had a lot of success recently. And, and All right, we've got seven him. minutes. All right, hey, listen, we're just breaking the rest of it down. We're wetting the whistle for our final football analysis of this thing. you got seven no, minutes. No, 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 this is the final pregame football analysis. All right, yeah. Trust me, next Monday we're going to have football analysis. Uh, Post game. Okay, that's true. You're going to be tired. <sighs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I'm tired now. I'll be tired coming back. From, I'm coming back from Minneapolis that day. And, I'll give you tired. Yeah, I know. Um, no, we will do. that. I know and a guy who sells Red Bull. Doesn't it, I know? Yeah, we, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I know him. Um, <clears throat> we, when you you think about this, it's the end of the year. It is. Uh, you know, the bowl game. It, there's some excitement always running up to it, and you're ready for it. You to know happen what sucks about college football and all of, and all of football season? It, it goes so fast. It's. I know. It's ridiculous. College football. I mean, we just. I, I feel like we've only done like five shows this year, right? And thankfully, clearly, our clearly our fans we would say we've done. You've done way more. Way than more that, than yeah. that. But probably too many. They're appreciative, I think. Yeah. At least, but, a couple of them. Are. But it, so college football for the University of Iowa ends. Tomorrow night at about ten o'clock in the evening, yeah, probably closer to eleven, maybe eleven. Uh, it's a bowl game. They get that extra long, yeah, uh, halftime show. Allegedly, if you're going to the Holiday Bowl and you're listening to this, get there early because they're having the uh, parachuters, paratroopers, whatever, bringing the flag, the ball, and the whole nine yards, and Come the flyover, and. As we'll recall from the Rose Bowl, missing the flyover sucks. It's, it's not fun. You just you missed the flyover. How do you miss the flyover? Um, so no, it was still. I, I no, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I never saw it. Couldn't figure out why. Um, Your radar sucks. <laughs> Hawks are two point favorites tomorrow night. That basically means, eh. What is it? It's an over-under of 50, 52? Is that why I said 52? I don't know. Is that the number? I think it's 52. They 27-25. So 27-24 is essentially what they're saying. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. So I want to give Foundry Distillery last call extra minutes this week. Okay. I don't care if it's six minutes, eight minutes. <laughs> Try the corn whiskey. Good God, if you haven't tried That's it, good stuff. Oh, you need to get down, put a little get hair down to the foundry down there. For all you the ladies, ladies in the audience, you may need to shave afterwards. I but, don't you know. think the ladies are going to need to shave. 
Unless, of course, their proclivity is to do so. Regardless, stop on down, have the corn whiskey, have all the good drinks. It is the most comfortable atmosphere for cocktails. It really is. Oh, it's beautiful. In, it's certainly yeah, it's, in Western Wine. I would say it's in Des Moines. It's quiet, and it's a, it's literally a cocktail lounge. That's but it literally is, it. That's it. it right? It's very it's comfortable yeah. in the in leather the, chairs and calm the, music. The drinks are wonderful, and, yeah, yeah. and their service is impeccable. So, I don't recall who went first the last time. Uh, you did. I nailed it by saying Iowa would win by three. I, I nailed it by saying that the Hawks would. Uh, yeah, Nebraska winning. No, I didn't. Absolutely did not. You sh- I think you 27-21 is what I had. Oh, okay. So I had Nebraska nails on. We're both right. That was right. We don't miss the Nebraska game. Do you really think after me saying that Nebraska sucked the entire year, I was going to suggest <laughs> for one second that they were going to win well, the football hey, game? Hey, listen, sometimes you go on a gut. Sometimes uh, I do, too. Sometimes I do, happen. too. All right, I got two. I got two last calls for you. I did, by you. the way, get the basketball game right again last week. I told you that they. they I be, had it right. I had seventy-one seventy. Yeah. What did they score? It was seventy-seven seventy. You're right. They had seventy. You're right. That was right. I had Iowa winning it easy. You had it by a double digits. I had ten, and then I said they would free and easy, and then they ended up, you know, screwing them. Okay. Anyway, so for now we're almost running out of time. So yeah. here's my foundry distillery last call. I believe the Hawks are actually going to get their running game going. It, it's going to be in spurts. It's not going to be five yards a clip. Although, God, I, how much would I love that? I don't believe that's what's going to happen. I believe Goodson's going to be able to go off and break 25 yards, 15 yards. And then Nate Stanley's going to be efficient, accurate. He's going to have a great game. And I believe the Hawks are actually going to win this football game 31 17. You're giving 31? 31. 31 for the Hawks. We have 17. Not, by the way, and when was the last time we actually had a defensive score? Uh, How do are we? Well, then you're right about that. So we just did the whole show. We got off the air last week, and as we got off the air, Hayden Fry passed away. Oh, my God. We, for, we completely not, forgot we about have, it. But it's been 10 days. That's why. Is everybody else has done their thing, and we haven't. But You know they're going uh, no decals. Well, so I was going to say. So I will go with the no decals. The only other times that has happened is after the gang loo shootings uh, in Iowa City. On my birthday. Uh, well, I was there. Man, we were, I worked for parking the parking department. and they, they in, Were you on shutdown? They put us in front of buildings like... We had no weapons, but well, stay, stand here and don't let anybody in. I'm like, okay. Shoot Ridge. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't exactly. enter. Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, the uh, Alamo Bowl. No, no. Uh, Holiday Bowl. No. Yes. It was the Holiday Bowl. And one of the – it was. I just read it today. Well, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. Somebody else wrote it wrong. Yes. They wrote it wrong. It was the 96 uh, Alamo Bowl. But one of the players' parents passed away. On the way down to the game, said Shaw went wild, and Iowa beat uh, Byron Hansford and, and uh, Texas Tech That's easily. what you're telling me. And I was there. All right. So no uh, no decals in the helmets. Both times Iowa played inspired football, once at Ohio State, once in the Alamo Bowl, and uh, played played very, very well. I think Iowa plays this game very, very well. I think they're, they're going to be focused. I think they've had the right amount of time in between the games. There's not been too much, not been too little. I think that they're they're going to be mentally where we need them to be. The real question is, 
does USC show up the way they've showed up all year, which is they are one of the most penalized teams in the country, and they are one of the most turnover-prone teams in the country, and Iowa is not. If that flips, the Hawkeyes, this just in, if that flips, the other team you're going to lose, lose, right? And, but I, I, I believe that's the script of this game. I, I think, uh, you know, Iowa could score anywhere from 17 to 34 points, right, depending on how the penalties and the turnovers play out. I, I saw a USC writer today that had talked about Iowa maybe scoring 14 to 17 points. That would mean that this would be the second worst game of the year for Iowa on offense. I know it seems like they've been pulling a sled the whole time, but guess what? They still have scored a few points here and there, be it on field goals or touchdowns or whatever, five field goals in a game, whatever you need. But 14 would be very low. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to go 30. USC defense cannot hold Iowa to 14. Uh, the only reason, no. The only reason I would go with that is I think up the middle Iowa will get challenged, and they're going to have to find ways around to, to keep those guys out up the middle on defense. I think on offense or on offense on defense, I think that Iowa actually will give up a couple of big plays, but not enough to make it a difference. I got the Hawks twenty-seven to fourteen. Both of us by double digits. Yeah, I I'm covering and well under the well number. Well under the number because I I think something about SC. We could be wrong. We've been wrong before. It but wouldn't be the about. first time we're wrong, but I love it when we're right. I love it when we're right. And we'll talk about that with you next Monday right here at G-Migs. Monday, 6 o'clock on the jock. The jock. On the champ. It used to be. Whatever. On the champ. On the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700, the champ.